All right. Yes, All right, we're back at it. Um, well over a month behind, but hey, it is what it is. No idea what episode it is. Maybe 21. 20, 21? I 20, 21. Um, it's the Performance Academy podcast with your co-host, Zach. And Josh. And we're back at it again. Uh, so yeah, it's been a minute. we got a lot to catch up on. Um, I'm sure we'll have plenty of things to talk about. I have a few notes. But as we do, we'll start just with our personal fitness things that we got going on currently. So go for it, Josh. Um, I'm back to lifting four days a week now. A little upper-lower split. Um, we just joined a new gym. Yeah. Uh, Is it EOS or just EOS? EOS, I believe. Who knows? Okay. Could be completely yeah. wrong. I, they yeah. got a lot of good equipment. Um, I like it there. Not too crowded. Good energy. Um, yeah. It's more our type of vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of good equipment, which is nice, a lot of stuff I really want to use. Um, so yeah, and then I'm doing jujitsu from four to five times per week. This week I'm, uh, technically only going to do once because, uh, I, I competed over the weekend, so things, and I won, so that was cool. Um, first, first competition, 3-0, uh, 2-0 in regulation, then got it done in, uh, OT, leg locks and a little EBI overtime armbar, um, Blah, blah, blah. TBI rules. For the overtime, yeah. Just from uh, the armbar position, though. No back allowed. So if you know what I'm talking about, you know. If not, yeah, this is a jiu-jitsu podcast. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, did that. And then I'm leaving for Vegas tomorrow, so I won't do any other. Uh, oh, yeah, so today's kind of, or this week's kind of like a little rest. And then uh, I'll be ready next week to get back at it pretty hard. Um I guess that's kind of it. I mean, I can get into like the weeds of like my program and whatnot, but that's kind of like the, the rough yeah. idea of what's going on. Yeah. Did when we went to Vegas? Did we go Thursday or Friday? I believe when we went Friday. Friday, right? Yeah. I believe. So you went a day early. How did we get there? We flew. Yeah. Were we on the same flight? Yeah. It was you, me, Frank, um, and then oh, Swayzer. Yeah. He uh, and David, right? And David. Yeah, we all went Swayze, Delta. Swayzer, uh, he uh, did that standby thing. Yeah. And he didn't get, because remember we had a deep plane, and he didn't get on that one, but he got on the second one somehow. Mm-hmm. Got lucky. Yeah, that's right. That's about um, a year ago now. Yeah. Dude, but I'm going to, I'm I'm going to Vegas August 13th. I'm going to drive. Drive which, back because it's going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're. Can be doing some stuff, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just like a little worried, honestly. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. That's cool. Yeah, nice. one first jujitsu competition. Yep. So is that pretty standard, like three three matches, or just yeah, kind of depends small, on how a small, big? Smaller tournament, little in house one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did go up. With, I'm like 164 at the moment. I put up in the 175 white belt division. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of went to my game plan. I pulled guard. I feel like I was the only one really doing it. Everyone else was going to kind of stick with the stand-up position. But I figured, hey, I'm here to win. I'm just going to go straight to my game and try to get that. The first match I got done in 15 seconds, which was pretty slick. Yeah, that's, that's um, fast. And then uh, after that, I was like four-minute one. And I still slid into a leg lock. Straight ankle, straight ankle. And then the last one, I got – it's kind of – I think it was a good clip. I got in like an armbar position. Then I escaped it and slid right into uh, a leg lock position yeah. after that. Yeah. And then I – I went and I uh I was going to you know go for the sub whatnot and then I swear I heard him tap and you know I saw him like tapping my leg and then the ref said tap and I let go real quick so I'm not trying to break this guy's ankle 
Yeah. Um, but then he's like, he's like, oh no, I like I didn't tap, and it was kind of like a whatever, like it's yeah, it kind of like a little little whack. So we reset the position. But I mean, resetting the position is not the same as me hit, like hip thrusting through his like his uh, you know, I'm fully extended going through his ankle at this point in the submission. So we're not going to put him in like a fully locked out submission, you know. So he just reset to the position, he got out of it, and then we went to overtime. And then he tapped me out and like I kind of like hyperextended my arm just ever so slightly in like 50 seconds. Um, and then uh, I got it done in like 20 or 30 seconds, which was nice. So yeah. I got the win. It kind of would suck if I didn't get the win because I feel like I won regulation. Yeah. So I think he was pulling some bullshit there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just, uh, I swear. I, and like there's a video of it and you can see like people in front of the video saying like, it's kind of funny. They're like, oh, dude, Conor McGregor tapped that guy out. You know, yeah. talking about me. Um, and it was, but yeah, they're like, oh, he tapped him out. But it is what it is. I still got the dub. Ball never lies. Yeah. So. Ball don't lie. Dude, at first, that that one, I thought you, because it was like all like very sudden, I thought you like snapped your shit or something. Did I tell you that? I can't remember. Uh, which one? The, 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 that one. That one? Yeah. Because it was like. The arm bar? Very, the, very sudden. And the um, ankle. Oh, yeah. The one you did on him. I thought, I thought, because you just like released real very suddenly. And I, I didn't see the tap, but I wasn't listening to it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but, you can hear, like, the ref yell, like, tap. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I, didn't, hear, I didn't hear that the first time. But, um, man, wouldn't that be crazy if you just snap someone's shit? Uh, that would in, suck like, to, a competition. Yeah, that would suck to do it in, like, an in-house competition. That yeah. was all, like, 10th planet schools. Yeah, know? yeah. It's not as bad as, it, like, a, a regular competition. If I would have felt bad uh, doing it there. Somebody got his shoulder dislocated, so that was pretty gnarly to see. Yeah. It was well, quite a bit of pain. Yeah. At least dislocation, you can yeah, pop that job back in. So, do you have any, like, are there any, like, competition, like, not in house, just like regular? Uh, I haven't heard any. Um, yeah, that'd but, be kind of tough one. Yeah, but I'm sure within the next uh, three months, I'll definitely hear something when I'm getting back onto training, you know, four or five times a week. Um, it's just kind of hard because I'm still in the process of uh, figuring out my schedule of flying as well. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Um, so, hopefully, by the time I get back from Vegas, uh, my dad will be good to go, and I'll be able to like kind of really structure my my overall weekly schedule around my working out, working, training, blah, all that stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of busy mind. though, huh? Yeah, back on it. Yeah, back on it. Where's your stuff at? Um, yeah, so I did my uh, sprint track one a few weeks ago now. I can't remember when it was. It was pretty good. I was shooting for one twenty, and I got one twenty one forty seven. So. You know, it didn't hit the 120, so I'm a little upset with that. The, the The main problem was the transition one from the beach up to the staging area for the bikes was so fucking long. I did the swim in 11 minutes and two seconds, which was really fast for me. I was really surprised how fast I did that. But then it was like damn near a quarter mile um, to, to run up to get to the bike. So I got out of the water at 11.02, and then I didn't get out of transition one to like 15 minutes. So it was like four minute transition, which is really slow. Yeah. So that ended up fucking me um, in the time. But you know, every race is a little different transition and whatnot and course uh, profile. So you can't really blame on that. Really, I just need to get better at the run, is what I've come to notice the last couple. Dude, when you after cycling so hard like that, your calves are just just beat. You know, you have like no push off from your calves when you're running. Uh, so it's pretty brutal. So I just got to get used to that and. Tr- practice that more and um i'm planning on doing that same one the legacy triathlon next year i got ninth in my age division this year so for next year i'm gonna shoot for fifth and i looked at the top eight above me and like their times 
what they got and I kind of averaged them out and I have something to shoot for for times. My swim was really good. I was like a, a minute, a two minutes behind on even just the fastest guy. Um, so I'm not going to make up a ton of time on that. The swim is just such a small part of the race. Really where I got to improve is my cycling and my my running. So I'm going to really be focusing on that um, in the future. But for right now, I don't have any plans on any triathlons just because it's just like you got to just commit so much to that. And I don't know. I like lifting weights and doing other stuff and um, playing sports because I'm doing a couple of rec leagues right now with basketball and softball. So I'm just kind of doing that right now. But uh, how long is the run? Runs five k for for the sprint. And then Olympic size is ten k. And do my friend. So you know, Olympics are going on right now, obviously. And um, my friend, she, she sent me this TikTok of this lady doing a commentary over the triathlon. It was so fucking funny. And the lady, she was commentating over, it and she was like, "Man, I'm watching this triathlon. It's basically the whole Olympics. They do. They got to swim, bike, and run." And then she's going on and on. And then she's like, this is kind of selfish to be this uh, this, this in shape to do the triathlons. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Um, yeah, more triathlons in the future. Right now, I'm just lifting, like, same as you, four times a week. Um, cardio is, you know, cycling once a week. Paddleboarding once a week. I'm trying to go with my friend because he has an extra one. But if he ever can't go, I'm just going to invest in one, like an inflatable one. Because my car isn't big enough for a, like a mm-hmm. regular like fiberglass one. It's not big enough. Uh, so an inflatable one. And then, you know, I mean, you get a little bit of cardio with the basketball and the um, and the softball. It's not ideal because it's not like structured kind of steady state cardio. But, you know, I'm still, still getting to work in the cardio. So those would kind of be my four cardio days. Two more structured ones, though, cycling and paddle boarding. Um, really enjoy the paddle boarding. Uh, Mark Sisson does that all the time for his cardio. He does like the thick ass. Um, have you ever seen those those bikes with the thick ass um, mm-hmm. tires? He does that to the sand, and he also does paddle boarding That's for his for his cardio stuff. And then he just like lifts weights. I can't remember what he said. A few days, few days a week. That's really all you need, you know. Um, yeah. So I was gonna ask, like, in your program, like, how many like exercises do you have per day because i feel like you have like four maybe five yeah four or five you don't really have much isolation stuff either besides like calves like if yeah you're talking about like, i guess like isolation for like arms yeah. well yeah. i do i do you know some bicep curls i do probably eight sets total of isolated bicep curls in the week and then for triceps i think i do like six hmm. sets total throughout the week and I, I, I have the three around six maybe i can't remember exactly one day i do the overhead tricep extensions on the cable which is actually a new exercise i started to implement i've never really done before did them with you and then um later in the week i'll do a higher volume set and i'll do the cable tricep kickbacks i like that one that's like friday later in the later in the week more um more volume you know you do your heavier stuff uh up front in the week and then your lighter more metabolic type stuff later in the week um so yeah those you know those those are four different exercises of yeah. isolating buys and tries i don't even have and then, any don't do any for buys and tries right now no just because yeah. I'm, I'm prioritizing just like the uh vertical and uh, horizontal push and pulls mm-hmm. and then the only mm-hmm. isolation i do is lot lateral races 
Yeah, yeah, and then I do lateral raises. I can't remember how many sets throughout the week. Probably have it here somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh, triceps is four sets throughout the week. Rear delts is two to three sets per week, and then side delts is six per week. Yeah. So what are you yeah. trying? To, is there anything you're trying to target in particular? Yeah, mainly chest is yeah, the vo volume I'm trying to increase. Ch ch upper body, like chest and biceps, I'm gonna slowly start to increase the volume on that, and um, and then for legs, more hamstrings, and just maybe start adding like a set here and there of probably hamstring curls. So I'm already doing four good mornings. I feel pretty good after doing all those. I'm liking the good mornings. That's, this is the first time I've probably done good mornings in a meso cycle. Yeah, for sure. First time I've done good mornings in a meso cycle. I usually stick to RDLs, but I just do those so much, you know. I thought I'd switch it up. And you know what? I was actually, no I don't know if you noticed this, but today at the gym, there was a group of like three dudes that were at the belt squat machine. I didn't even then, notice they had that the last time. I was like, oh, this is Yeah, dope. it's pretty nice. It's pretty cool. I might, I might do that for a non-axial loading. Mm -hmm. uh, Whenever you do that, I might do it at the same time. Just because I, I saw that, and I was like, I gotta yeah. get that program sometime. But what they were doing was interesting. They were just grabbing the post or whatever you normally hook the belt up to, and doing like RDLs like that. Do I feel? They're trying to not see it. There's like a the belt loop thing that it holds onto, and they were just holding it right here, and doing that. Oh, okay. So you know, just a little bit different. Not yeah. not a huge change from a barbell RDL. Um, yeah, same difference basically, but uh, yeah, so, so you're that, trying to hit mostly chest, yeah, just trying to work on uh, I'm, getting the chest thick, you know. I'm trying to get away with it, doing a few things just because like, I'm still like a smaller size, so it's not like a, it's too much stress overall. Like, I think I can get away with like doing a few body parts at a time, so I'm trying yeah. to do the chest a little. I'm just trying to like probably like four or five sets of quads, but like hamstrings and calves. Mm -hmm. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to get away with doing that. Um, we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm just doing like three sets, or I probably four sets of back overall per session. Like, like whether like three uh, horizontal pull and like one vertical or vice versa mm -hmm. type of thing, and then like we yeah, bump up the volume on the uh, chest and then the uh, pretty much everything except the glutes. Although I'm gonna do like the glute uh, machine just to get used to it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't do a lot of glute isolation anymore, honestly, just because. Like on a leg day, I feel like you're just your your squat and your hip hinge movements are just so much more important. And then I'd rather for like the isolation exercise, I'd rather do a hamstring curl than a than a, than a hip bridge or something, you know? Yeah, but yeah, if you're doing for hamstrings, yeah. But. Yeah, and then like I don't know, I'm not this fucking Instagram model out there trying to get a fat ass, you know? Yeah. It's like whatever for me. Although I'm trying to get a fatter ass, not sure. fattest ass, but a fatter ass. Speaking of fat asses, the girls, some of the girls there. Yeah, they got them. They, I'm just warming up. Don't worry, I'm gonna be on. Dude, that girl <laughs> with the blue top with the black ones that were doing like the donkey kick thing behind me. I don't know if you saw her. The her her legs were ridiculous. I don't know if I saw that or not. I was there was a lot going on. I was I was looking around. There's some girl. There's some like, like thick at like thick hips and like. Yeah. Skinny waist, like, yeah, like know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, that's what should I be doing. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, there's some hot girls, but I just at the Y, but I just don't feel like they're built like a lot of them are. Yeah, yeah, whenever a girl knows how to work out, I find it super attractive. Yeah, for sure, for sure.
know what the fuck you're doing. Well, I'm also trying to hit a little bit of rear delt load as well. Just a bit. That super de- that super set, the wow raises into face pulls is so far. Mm-hmm. So far. And the, my other day, I'll do a little bit of reverse pec deck. Yeah, I might do that because I, I, I already do face pulls and lateral raises on Saturdays. Just uh, super set them, dude. I might just super set them. See what's up. Um, oh, but I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, I'm not even doing any like, except for RDLs, like almost no barbell work itself. I think this program, it's all mm-hmm. like that's hack squat, then leg press on like the day one and day two, just yeah. for like the like, and I'm doing like the seated row just because I'm doing too much core stuff in jujitsu. Yeah, you know, put less fatigue on the core. I might do like core isolation, but like as far as like core being used in like compound movements, yeah. Like it's kind of a bit too stressful, so yeah. I might throw in a little bit of core isolation in the workout, but just minimal. You know? Yeah, more machines, you know, less core. Yeah, yeah, really. I'm not doing a ton of barbell stuff. You know, when you're when you're doing when you're lifting for like hypertrophy, like barbell, all the all the pieces of equipment in the gym are tools, you know. So you got to pick the right tool for the job, you know. So when you're working for hypertrophy, you want to usually limit injury possibility as much as possible, and keep the everything very controlled environment, you know, so you, you don't want to do a ton of barbell stuff, you know, it's usually not super valuable. Yeah, if I wasn't training for anything else and I was just lifting, I would probably, like, still have, like, a squat as, like, one of my primary movements, just because, like, even though, like, for hypertrophy, like, I still think it's good to have, like, a, a squat, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's a good skill to keep developing and working on, and it's, like, that's one of, like, the things that people try to, like, improve their numbers on, it's, like, the, oh, what's your squat, you know, it's not, like, oh, what's yeah. your max hack, hack squat, you no. know, so, no. But that's just like its own thing. It's not. It's not. As long as you know what you're, why you're doing something, then I think you can really make it for sure. anything you want. For sure. For sure. Pick the right tools out there, fellas. Um, cool. I think that's it there. I kind of rambled for a little bit, but anything else? No, we're All right. So then we'll get into just kind of some events going on with myself. Maybe you have some fitness related events going on with you. But um, just recently, so I've been working with the SBDC with an advisor through there, Small Business Development Center. And we were talking about marketing and how to do it for, for personal training. And the conc- I can't remember if we talked about this on here or not. I don't think we did. Um, I don't think so. The conclusion we kind of came to Oh, was, we did talk a little bit about something. Yeah, about like where to you allocate your resources and your time. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was talking about for personal training, it's just so, um, you know, as the name tells, personal. So, like, doing, like, online marketing and stuff to just randoms that don't know you, probably it's probably not going to translate as much as, like, meeting people one-on-one and, and building that relationship. And, you know, like, I'm sure, I mean, you're only working with a few people right now, but all those people are, like, relationships you have or mm-hmm. referrals from yeah. other people, right? Yeah. And same for me. It's, you know, referrals from... Or people I I develop relationships through the Y and then referrals from them or in my own personal life and then referrals from my own personal life. So that's why, uh, you know, I was part of Lakewood Chamber of Commerce, but unfortunately, they're just not really doing any events. But the Lakewood Chamber, of, or sorry, Long Beach Chamber of Commerce is starting events up and they actually had the first one this morning. And well, actually, it was like an offshoot. I don't know exactly how it works, but the LBYP, Long Beach Young Professionals. I think it's like an offshoot of the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce as a whole. Um, you had their first thing this morning that I went to. It was like a networking event. I was telling you about it before, but it was so fucking uh, just like nerve wracking. It was it's supposed to be young professionals, but it's like I was I'm 23. I was 100 percent the youngest person there. 
the neck the guy the dude that right next to me is sitting he was i think the probably second youngest 25 i say probably everyone else was like at least 30 plus maybe even 40 plus and there was like there was like a couple a few old dudes like like seniors i was like what the fuck are you doing here um but nevertheless it was still a good networking event and meeting people and like passing cards around or whatever um but i feel like you know you just keep going to those kind of things keep seeing the same people and develop relationships so i'm excited to see how it goes um and then i have another one through this i haven't joined the cerritos chamber of commerce because i'm not 100 sure if i want to yet but they have a free event at the last friday of every month it's called jeans and java at this starbucks somewhere and you don't even have to be a member you just go the same thing like networking event you meet other business people in the area um yeah yeah i think it kind of like has to stay like that personal relationship type thing until you get like a, a real name built for yourself and people yeah. recognize your brand or your name yeah and then they'll like they don't need a prior relationship they just name recognition yeah name so, recognition. until you reach that so you get to like that breck contreras or that um greg Doucette or that athlete x or name whoever larry wheels you know those big kind of personalities online i feel like that's the kind of the move um yeah that's it there next uh the why has 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 eric reached out to you uh just yesterday uh he replied to my story about that taco spot said, hey, that place is bomb i said yes it is it's a good late night oh spot. yeah and that was it that was it yeah <laughs> well last time i well a, f- a couple times ago because he, he's trying to get trainers you know i think i talked to you about it and um he was trying to get me to come back and i was like nah bro but uh you know i i i told him this was this was when you were still pursuing the um the art yeah the navy stuff so um i don't know they're looking for trainers i know you're looking at different places it's kind of at least at the water right now yeah i'm kind of looking like i'm not i'm not committing to anything yeah yeah but yeah but i i know that yeah i know they're looking for trainers but like you know, for me and the position I'm at with building my business and stuff, financially, it just doesn't really make sense to go back and get paid what I was getting paid. Even though it's really a lot easier to get clients because I don't have to pursue them and, and uh, you know, market to them and do the whole shebang. I just kind of show up. They just feed me people. Even still, it's like, it's not really that worth it. So what I was, I think, can I tell you about this? My I t- I texted Eric, but he hasn't gotten back to me, so I don't. I should probably hit him back up, but I think it's I think it more comes down to Mario. It is my my offer to him was instead of uh, charging whatever the standard Y price is. I don't know what it is now. It was five eighty five for fifteen mm-hmm. before. It's probably like a little bit more than that now because I know the prices went up. Instead of that, just charging a little bit extra, and. I didn't say this, but you can even say like uh, master trainer or whatever, you know, because like at the 24 hour fitness, they like they yeah. have like their master trainers and they pay more for them. Uh, I don't even need that title, but if you want to do that, whatever. But for, for me, if you want to work with me, it's a little bit extra. I make more, they make more, and it just is what it is. Yeah. And then the other trainers, that's their price. Yeah. And I was like, that's, for me, that's the only way I would ever do it. And I was like, at minimum, like 30 bucks an hour. I, f- I feel like yeah. we could work it out where I make that and they make their cut. Because I know they're short on trainers. I don't know if they've hired any yet. But even if... Because they, they have like four right now. Yeah. 
So even if they've hired a couple, like, I know they're still short. I mean, I know even with the training, like, you have, like, like it's kind of like you you schedule, like, to go work with the clients and whatnot, but, like, I wouldn't want to go back for any less than 30 bucks an hour just because I wouldn't have to deal with, like, working for someone else or hear someone, like, else bitch at me. Yeah. Unless I'm getting paid, like, 30 bucks an hour when I go there. That's another yeah. thing. Like, I, you know, I've had a few short-term things that I've done since leaving the Y, like, the, uh, the camp over in, was it in Torrance, I think? Mm-hmm. And then working for in-health uh, medical services for a bit, doing the health coaching. And I've just, I've just realized myself, I just don't like working for other people, you know? So it's like, it's just kind of annoying. But I mean, it's just like, I feel like it wouldn't really be that big of a problem if I was there. Because I, I like working there before because Irby was in charge and well, yeah, I don't know how... I don't know if he was in charge, instead, but he was managing, right? And he kind of just stayed out of my hair. I really never had any type of problems at all. It was pretty low-key for me, and I liked it. But now Eric is kind of in that position, and they keep saying they're going to hire a director, but, like, that, I mean, that's been a couple weeks now. Like, there's just no nothing on it. So, um, essentially kind of Reggie and Eric, and I think Reggie's pretty hands-off. I think Eric's doing most of it. And, like... You know, of course, I'll get along with Eric. He's trying to get me to come back. He likes me. Um, so I feel like it wouldn't be uh, a hassle where I'd be annoyed working there. And I'd make a decent amount of money, a little bit less than what I charge for my own personal stuff. But again, like, I don't have to put the bar- marketing money in and, you know, seek out these leads. They just kind of come to you, which is the nice part of working in a gym. Um, and then, you know, from there you just develop more relationships to then have people in the future reach out to me like, Hey, can we train again? Because, um, I've had, uh, three, three people in the last maybe week and a half that have reached back out to me that I used to train in the past being like, Hey, can we, can we do that again? I'm like, sweet. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, and then it's more emails. You can get emails from people and put them on your email list. And what, another thing my advisor person recommended is like a, a monthly newsletter kind of thing. I don't know if you get them from Greg Doucette. Uh, I get them from him all the time. But like a monthly newsletter thing with sp- different deals you might have or, or different content you're putting out that people might want to check out. And I think that email that I sent out is what sparked those three uh, people to reach back out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. What th- I need to follow up on them because I wouldn't. I wouldn't really mind doing that, I don't think. Because right now it's cool because it's summertime and I'm doing the swim, swim lessons and that's kind of like subsidizing it. But once summer's over, then it's just going to be training and it's doing okay. But like I want to just be a little bit more financially stable yeah. with a little bit bigger client base. So then you're, you're feeling a little bit more comfortable. Uh, but anyways, that's it there. And you know what's weird? Um, just the other day, Joe called me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked to her in forever. Um, but I I was like, hmm, I wonder what she's going to ask me or whatever. So I saw the call, but I let it go. I, I let it just ring. And then I was like, I'll wait to see if she leaves a voicemail, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, didn't leave a voicemail. I was like, hmm, okay, that's weird. So then I waited like 20 minutes, gave her a call back. She didn't pick up. I left a voicemail saying, oh, hey, what's up, Joe? Uh, call me back, blah, blah, blah. Didn't call me back after that. I mean, it's weird. Mm. I was like, why is she trying to talk to me? She, I'm s- still kind of salty about that. How they didn't ask me to come back to teach any classes. Number one bullshit. 
<laughs> but anyways, that's it there. Uh, I got my first like legit nutritional client just doing straight like nutritional counseling. Mm -hmm. So that's going pretty good. Dude, like before I even gave him any recipes or anything, I'm just talking about the basics like lean proteins, fruits, vegetables, blah, 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 drink water, all this kind of stuff. He'd already lost like four or five pounds. I forget exactly how much it was uh -huh. um, over like a couple of weeks, uh -huh. four or five pounds. And he texted me. He's like, uh, I, I can't believe this. I'm so surprised, blah, 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 like shocked, like beyond belief that he lost this, this weight uh, already. I was like, dude, we haven't even done anything yet. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like once you don't even have to like give them anything. Once they're like working with someone, they're like, oh, I gotta take this shit seriously, and they just subconsciously like kind of cleaned it up. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. Unfortunately, he had to go on vacation, so I haven't talked to him a little bit. I was like, there's no way you're sticking any kind of diet. Well, they're more inclined to once they start investing their own, their own skin in the game type of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's what going. That's what's going on. So. That's the first step. I'm trying to get more towards those counseling type of clients, like nutrition and fitness, where you just do like the online stuff. I have this new, um, I think I talked about last time, this new platform called Practice Better that I really like. And you can just put all your documents in there and send it to them and keep track of everything. It's really nice. So trying to work towards that. It's tough though. Um, the Legacy Triathlon, I already talked about that. Um, let me think if there's any other personal stuff that's happened. I don't think so. So we can just go to current events. And, uh, first current event is Greg Doucette and his new supplement line. Can you try it out? I saw it was a pretty workout, but I haven't looked into it at all. Yeah. I haven't really either. But Greg Doucette's kind of blowing up, huh? Yeah. He's, he's got his... You know, his coaching thing, and he has, like, employees working for him, and then he has his clothing line, harder than last time, and then he has his, like, supplement stuff, like, protein powder. Uh, yeah, I gotta look at some of his merch. I still have to get uh, Renaissance Periodization merch, though, so. Yeah, I got a couple of their shirts. I'm trying to find that Jim Bro one with the Google Translate. I was telling you about Is it on there? I don't think it's through Renaissance Periodization, though. It's a different kind of... Team Full Realm? Yeah, that's what it is. Oops. Uh, what else I got? Let's see real quick. Oh, yeah. That Dare. One. Are, you, are you afraid of depth to resist half reps? In, in What's the Dare one squats? say? Huh? What's the Dare one say? To resist half reps in, in high squats. I like that one. Team full realm shorts. I got the partial reps. I kind of do they the stringer a little bit? Do they not have a? Oh yeah, the Dom's one. Jim Brogan. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's hilarious. I might buy this one. What is that? It says all I did was touch the bar, but it was all you, bro. And then in English, that's the Jim Bro, and then the English translation is I hope you move the weight. I hope you'll do the same for me because I too don't know how to check my ego. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. People, <laughs> people touching the bar saying they didn't do shit. Uh, that's hilarious. What's that one, Sarah? That's the SpongeBob meme. I wish I had the mobility to squat that low. That's hilarious. Cause I have that. I have that actual sticker on my fucking. My uh. Yeah, they got some spicy fucking shirts. Yeah, they, they. Those are some good gym shirts, man. 
Fuck Gymshark, dude. These are the ones that Yeah, why is people... Why are fucking people wearing Gymshark, bro? I'm fucking tired of seeing uh, MRV or Death. Too bad nobody knows what MRV yeah, is. Yeah, what's that one next to it? Dom's. Dom's Sor- incoming. Soreness and incoming. I still like that partial rest don't count. Yeah, I got that one. That one's, that one's fire. Um, I might get the SpongeBob one because I love that meme. Um, they got they got good merch, man. They do. They really do. I wonder what Greg Beast is called. I like the Star Wars one too. Was it Squat Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I want to get into that merch game. I I talked to my advisor guy briefly about that. The thing is, it's just like who are you gonna sell to? Yeah. You need a name. Yeah, I just yeah, I feel like. To sell merch, it's like you need a following, right? It's just how are you gonna get into it? Just selling, just whatever, you know. Yeah. Without that, without that online presence. And I am just too inconsistent enough to stay. What's Greg do set stuff up like real quick? Well, he just he doesn't have merch. He has like legit, like um like training equipment, like training uh, shirts, you know. He has he has a stringer too. This is the harder than last time, you know. I was looking at getting one of uh, um, yeah, these. DeSantis's fucking shirts for his campaign. Who? DeSantis, the governor of Florida. He says, don't Fauci my Florida. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's his shirt? Yeah. yeah. And that's like, uh, yeah, not my not my vibe, I feel like. But um, I like saying harder than last time. I get like a who's going to carry the boats one. Yeah. Why doesn't... Goggins make that. I think he does. does or he people know? sell him at least. I don't know if it's him. Actually, I think he sells it. Did you see Cameron Haynes? He just... A uh, book? Yeah. I don't think it's released yet, but... Um, I would also get some Keep Hammering gear. Yeah, shit, huh? I wonder if they do. Breaking Souls, baby. There's a parallel down there. He's so hard. He's Stay crazy. hard. You don't know me, son? I like that you don't know me, son. Does not have Who's going to carry the boats and the logs? Uh, well, but it doesn't say it. Does it not? Well, it, that's just the name of it. It doesn't say it on there, you know? That's kind of weak, bro. We need yeah, it's just, it's just name that? Come on, you got to put that on the fucking thing. That's you, buddy. <laughs> um. Anyways, people got merch out there, huh? See, honestly, I like merch a little bit more because the Greg Doucette is just kind of like, it's kind of meh. Yeah. Greg Doucette what, is kind of meh. I wonder how much he's selling. Are, they, are any of the sizes sold out? No. Like, it's cool I like it, that he's doing that, but I just feel like I, I'd much rather wear like like this, Stay Hard, or or any of the, the full ROM stuff, yeah. rather, you know? Yep. But it is what it is. See if he he made like a more of a like merch style like funny shirt that says that has something to do with um hard and last time, I feel like I'd rock that more, personally. Yeah, I'd get a keep hammering hat. I'm sure he's got um, Cam Hammer's got some hats and shirts. Oh yeah, for sure he does. Yeah, I shouldn't do that. Um. Anyways, that's it for that. Um. Do the next one I saw on Greg Tuset's page. I'm gonna fuck up this name, but oh, Dallas Santos Mina, uh, this this bodybuilder chick. She, I think she's around our age, like early twenties. Like a Brazilian chick or something. I think she's Brazilian. And she, did you see this? 
I heard about it. She she had a surgery to remove her sweat glands from her armpits and passed away during the surgery. I was like, holy shit, bro. Um, heavy. Yeah. I was like, it must have been, her sweating must have been so fucking bad that, like, because some people do have that problem I mean, with sweating was, too much. I'm a sweater, so. Yeah. But, like, that is, like, a medical condition, I feel yeah. like, that, that people sweat too much. I wonder if she really had that or or she just, like, sweated a little bit more than she wanted to and was just, like, remove these. But also, sweating is, like, a part of your body. It's, like, to regulate your core temperature. That's why you sweat, you know? So I feel like that might be a problem. Say the surgery went well and she got them removed. I feel like that might be a problem long term, you know? Seems kind of weird, yeah. That's how you regulate, you know, core temperature, and also you get rid of water and salt, and you know, it's a whole kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like she, she had a really good physique early, early twenties, and just passed away. It's crazy. Very unfortunate. Which, from what, from everything I can get from it, is was pretty much an elective surgery. Didn't really have to do it. So, uh, watch out there, guys. Don't be doing nonsense surgeries like that. Um. All right. Next is, dude. You see the um the Russian fella that won the gold medal. It was either yesterday or the day before. He won the gymnastics uh gold medal, a men's gold medal. Um, literally, he tore his Achilles three months ago. I heard and, about it. Yeah. And fucking. You're talking um, about steroids. So, I don't think anyone's. Well, I mean, you I, know, think people, it, I think Derek Moore plays more base was doing like video on like, did this guy recover naturally or did he use like hormones and have some drugs? Well, that's the thing because Russia, like, they've literally been caught because the the um the Summer Olympics. What was the Summer Olympics last time? Uh, where was that? Twenty sixteen, Rio. Yeah, Rio. A lot of Russians were banned. Well, they're not even competing under Russia right now. They're competing under like like the Russian Olympic Committee flag right now or something. Uh, is that still like, going on? Yeah, it's like it's, it's not. Like, it's like not Russia, so that way like the athletes don't get penalized who who weren't doing any supposedly weren't doing anything. But I mean well, it's, it's Russia competing. Yeah, you know, but it's the Russian Olympic Committee, it's not Russia. That's Russian Olympic Committee. What does that even mean though? It's, it's still so, Russia. It's, it's so like the Russian athletes yeah, it's, it's just a fucking it's a name only thing type thing, you know. That sounds super sus. Yeah. But you know, if you watch Icarus, um the Russians had the whole state funded doping uh program. And they said basically everyone except for the fucking figure skaters were, um, were were just all around the sauce. So you know, you'd like to think that they uh, learned from their lesson. And well, their their guy, their main guy, the um, I forget I forget the the cyclist that was doing the documentary, his name, but he was talking to the Russian guy that was doing the doping, and that guy is now I think in in the U.S. You know, can't go back to Russia. They'll fucking kill his ass. Um, so they don't have their do- their their main doping guy anymore. So I, I wonder if someone filled into that or what's going on. But yeah, and it's the point is Achilles tear is fucking massive. Like, you know, that's happened to like that happened to Kobe, and he was out for way longer than three months. You know, um, it's happened to a few. It happened to Clay Thompson too. He was out for a good minute as well. Oh shit! Achilles tear is pretty fucking serious, yeah. Um, so it's a bit sus. I I didn't watch the video on it, kind of breaking it down. 
I didn't either. But um, see, that's that's the thing with steroids is, and a lot of people don't don't think about it is steroids don't just make you grow muscles faster. It's the recovery process. That's what help it helps you recover so much faster. And it's not just the muscle damage that you do, but it can be the connective tissue and all that stuff too. Um. But also, what he could have just done, you know, some some legal shit. Like, like he just been on the ball, and done yeah, right, yeah, and, all, and done like PRP, platelet platelet rich plasma, and stem cells. And honestly, I feel like from what I know, I don't know a ton about this stuff. What are you doing? I mean, my hamstring is like dancing right now in my back of my leg. Oh, because you have your leg up there. I know, but I'm it. trying to stretch it. Yeah, but it just feels like it's like dancing from side to side right now. Getting those fucking muscle twitches there. Dude, yeah, it's not really right now. I'm not gonna lie. Sheesh. Um, I fucked up my train. Something about recovery with this dude. Uh, yeah. The- from from what I know about different ways of recovering and whatnot, is steroids are actually actually not that great of a way to strengthen connective tissue, right? Because because you, because you, you you see every once in a while, like Ryan Crowley when he when he tore his uh his pec. The muscles outgrow the uh, connective tissue. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing steroids, the muscles grow so exponentially faster than connective tissue. So I don't even know if that would be uh, the greatest way to heal an Achilles tear. And you probably want to go probably more like stem cells or PRP or some other crazy shit we don't know about yet that the Russians have. Um, so who knows? But still, I mean, regardless if he was doing something or not, just to be able to just to be able to recover and do that yeah. is pretty pretty crazy. Um, all right, next is TJ Dillashaw, his return to uh, MMA, the UFC. Did you watch that fight? I just watched highlights. With Sandhagen? Yeah, I just watched highlights too. Heard it was a barn yeah. burner. It looked like it. And TJ was looking really cut good. Up. Oh, yeah, but he also got cut up pretty solid. You see that? Yeah, yeah, his right eye, right? Yeah. Got super... He got like swollen by the eyebrow and then cut too. Um, yeah, it was pretty wild. But dude, it's so fucking frustrating. Um, everyone's like I wrote right here, the CEO of EPL. <laughs> have you have you seen the videos of him went um training for that fight when he was on the EPO trying to get to one twenty five? Have you seen those pictures? He looks like he's on death's door. He looks he's just. At, he's at one thirty five, right? He's yeah. Down to one twenty five. Yeah. For one twenty five, I wonder if that will come up. I mean, I remember him talking about like why he, like really why he's doing it. And, like I can understand that, you know. Like look at I'm that. Sure your body's look gone. at it. Look at oh, this one's even better. Look at how fucking sunk in his eyes are, and just like emaciated he is. Yeah. Terrible for you, Com- compared to like something like this, you know. Where he's like obviously just like cut and shape looking. Yeah. Good. So you know, I it's so frustrating. Like I, MMA fans are just like, I feel like it's just so uneducated a lot of times. You know, the only reason he did the EPO was to, for his cardiovascular output to work enough to get that his body weight that low. I really, I, I honestly don't feel like he would have done it if he just stayed at one thirty five. And you know he. It is a performance-enhancing drug. It, it definitely was going to help with his cardiovascular output. Um, but the thing is, like, everyone's like, oh, his legacy, this, that, and the other now. Now you don't know if he was doping in any other ones. And it's like, well, no, they, they, they hold on to your piss and your blood from every fight, and they keep dragging it. That's, that's how they caught him on this one. 
is you know it was an old fight that they retroactively tested and he tested positive for um and they tested all the other ones from all the other fights and nothing came up he only took it for that fight and it was to get to 125 which is not his normal weight he was just yeah. I, I don't know you know he just wanted to prove himself or what the, whatever the case may be um people are so stupid too because they're calling him like pillashaw now like he's taking pills and stuff have you seen that picture of him sitting on a desk and he has literally like maybe like 20 30 bottles uh, yeah, yeah. have you seen that and yeah like that 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 photo is kind of circulating now and people call him pillashaw stupid fucks you don't know anything about how the human body works every single one of those supplements that are sitting there i guarantee are legal they're just supplements they're omega-3s and fucking whatever EPO is taken intravenously. It's a needle. It's not a pill. If you're taking, uh, you know, any kind of performance enhancing drugs via pill, you're gonna kill your kidneys, like steroids and all that kind of stuff. They they um they inject them either intravenously, like EPO or any kind of anabolic steroid. They do it intramuscularly, because it it'll if you take it orally, it'll it'll fuck your liver, um, or what did I say kidney before? I I I meant to say liver, um. So yeah, but he's back now. Yeah, that's cool. And Better to have him there. I I hope he gets his belt back because I think he was a champ when they banned him. I think he was. So you never. Because who's the champ there? Sterling right now, after that stupid One fight three. with with uh, Jan. Yeah, I think. Is it, is it Jan? Is it? I don't know. There was a Peter. I think it's Jan, right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, he had the fight with him, and then the illegal. Yeah. Uh. Oh, not UFC, not UFC 135. Oops. Oops. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I'm pretty sure it's him. Bantam, yeah. Peter Jan. NR, what does that mean? NR? But, uh, one fight. Not, not ranked. But he is ranked. He's number two. Oh, maybe it was before he was not ranked because he was banned. So then everyone dropped down one. Which class is um motherfucking uh oh uh Henry Cejudo? Is he one twenty five? Well, I mean he's retired. I know, but flyweight. Yeah, he's he kind fly- of like he was flyweight. So what's that? That's a that's one twenty five. One twenty five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he also fought at Bantamweight, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because he was a double champ. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He had he he for a time there. He had the Bantamweight. Because uh, at 135 division is looking pretty good. Yeah, dude. How, man, yeah. how's TJ win one fight? And he's ranked number two now. Well, and Co- Cody Garbrandt is six. That's fucking insane. Did you did you watch the fight companion with um Brendan Schaub and and uh, all them Cody and. No. They had Bradley Martin and then um fuck AKA guy uh no I can't remember his name right now but it was hilarious because Sugar um Sugar Sean O'Malley he had his fight that night that they did the companion and he uh just beat the piss out of that one kid for fifteen minutes and then um after the fight they weren't listening to it but he called out Cody um and then he was at the fight companion and then the like their little people in the back were like. Oh, dude, he just called you out. And then it was pretty interesting. Oh, Cody? Yeah. It was, like, happening live on the fight convenience. Oh, shit. 
So I I hope that he called him out. I don't know if anything's signed yet, but where's a uh, Sugar Sean ranked in? He's, I don't even think he's ranked in the top really? fifteen. Yeah, he's not. Which is fucking insane how like popular he's not yeah. even top fifteen. That is crazy. But really, the only like uh notable guy that he's beaten is um who was it? I don't remember. I don't see him on here. Did they not call that Cheeto Vera one a loss? Because they still like says he's like. It's. I mean, it's a loss on his record, but he's so adamant on saying he's undefeated. It's insane. Yeah, because I keep people saying, seeing like on Instagram, like 13 0. Yeah. Technically, it's a loss, but like it was weird because you know how it happened that what, one nerve down there? I don't even know where mm-hmm. it is. But it makes it so your your foot just, uh, just um, extends like that. And it just. He stepped back on it and it was all wonky and then he went down and I that one wasn't a doctor stop it was it because i know connor was like trying to get it, like that's a doctor stoppage that's a doctor stop it. yeah well doctor stoppage is a loss it's a tko uh he, he would yeah is it still going down as a tko for connor yeah yeah that's a tko technical knockout by doctor stoppage um what he should he should he shouldn't he shouldn't fight that he what he should do is just say no contest. But also, it's not a no contest. Like, unfortunately. Yeah. Because, like, that's part of the fight. You know? Yeah. Did you, I mean, you said the, he said uh, that he, like, he, it was, like, hairline fractured in training. He got permission to wrap his shins. Like, he got permission to wrap his ankles going into the fight, and he didn't do it. I just feel like that's an excuse. That's what I heard. Because from, that's what I heard from Dana, Dana it, said it in press conference. It doesn't make any sense because it was either him or his coach. I can't remember who said it, but the, they said the game plan going in was to kick him a lot because that that's essentially the calf kicks for the strategy that mm-hmm. Poirier used against him to win that first fight. So he was going to jump on him quick and start doing that, and you saw that he was he was kicking him. Um, so you're saying the game plan was to go in and kick his calves heavy kick game but then also you know he's a hairline fracture and his fucking his tibia yeah that doesn't make any sense yeah i'm i'm wondering if it's like with connor like if it was like the too much money or like from like 2016 to now how little he was active in the like ufc and like the sport just progressed past him yeah 100 percent that is well yeah because he was like the he was at like the peak of like technique and like uh of like a technical ability oh for d- sure during his rise like up to 2016 you know for sure then he was so inactive like i wonder if like like the sport just pre- like yeah uh, that uh, was what am I trying to, um evolution of the sport yeah uh, evolved past him or, well, or the calf kicks and or yeah and or if it was a combination of him just having so much money that he's like why get in the gym you know it's hard i think he's getting after it like he's, yeah, but he's always in shape yeah i i think the main thing well there's a difference between being in shape this is, like, for swimming in my case. Well, I was talking about, like, the dog mentality, not opposed to, like, getting in the gym. Although I know he said, like, he wasn't in the gym as much for, like, the fight as he should have been. But I'm talking yeah. about, like, just, like, the dog mentality in the fight, not, like, the tra- yeah, training. Yeah, you know, uh, 100%, because, like, when you're on the rise, that's your whole life. That's, like, you know, you need to fucking win that fight to survive. To eat, yeah. And, you know, you're going to go in and go into that fight with a different mentality because you don't really have to win that fight to survive, you're obviously good. But I think he cares about a lot about legacy and, you know, you still have to win to carry that, mm-hmm. you know? But I think the inactivity is obviously a huge deal. I think technique-wise and whatnot, and 
you know, he's always in shape, but the thing is you don't know his, like, training partners and stuff when he's... He's obviously, like, the strength and conditioning aspect of it is on point because he always looks really good, but more the technical aspect of it is, like, who is he... Is he sparring or, like, what kind of technique kind of stuff is he doing? Is he learning new things or is he just relying on his old stuff, you know? Um, but also, it's a different type of shape when you're fighting constantly. You know, a lot of football fo football players talk about this. And from my background, like, swimming, um, is you need to be, like, doing it, you know? There's a difference between being in shape and being, like, in swimming shape or, like, in football shape or, like, fighting shape. And that comes with, like, the conditioning of your bones and whatnot is, like, developing that 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 strength in your bones just kicking constantly and building up the um the bone density and whatnot um it's just like lifting weights when you lift weights a lot you put a lot of heavy load on your bones they're gonna get stronger you know the same kind of idea with you know kicking the bag you know fucking 100 times a day your shins are gonna are gonna grow stronger to to deal with that adaptation um i feel like that's a big a big part of it too but um i don't know anyways i feel like i i feel like he'll he'll be back as soon as as soon as he possibly can like i think i think he'll be back to i made an instagram post about this because it didn't it didn't compound fracture so you're not wearing infection stuff you just got to let the bone set back in and heal and the nice thing about bone breaks is they you actually heal back stronger oftentimes you got you got more of a problem with connective tissue problems or nerve damage and from what it seems like he doesn't have any of that going on um so it'll it'll heal back and he'll be good and then he can get back in the gym and start training hard and um you know but the problem is that i think poirier is gonna fight uh Oliveira, and you know like poirier said in his post post fight thing he wants to take some time off and chill and like decompress and then go in to fight that. And then from there, you know, that's a little bit ways down the way. And I don't think Connor's going to want to sit around. Also, I feel like he has to win one before he can challenge challenge for the belt. Yeah. Especially if Poirier wins. Because, like, you just lost him twice. So how can you come off two losses with him and fight a champion? That doesn't make any sense. So he's going to have to fight someone else. I don't know who that would be. Like a family? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, but yeah. I don't think he's gonna want to fight him. Yeah, him, Gaethje. I mean, he's not gonna fight anyone outside the top four. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's the unfortunate thing about UFC is like, you know, you, you don't get any easy fights. You don't get get your feet wet and get back in the game. It's just the real time. Yeah, you, know, you don't get skill. like boxing tune up. Yeah, it's not like Tyson Fury or or um, Deontay Wilder where they've you know they had their fight you know. And within this time, they're they're getting ready to fight again. But they've had a couple of fights, and they just you know go in there and kind of just beat the piss out of someone um, that they should be. You know that doesn't happen in UFC. Um, for better or for worse, it is what it is. I don't know. But anyways, um, that's it there. I think that was it for my notes. Yeah, kind of like snap. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all I had. It's about an hour. Anything else finish for now? That's all I got. That's all I got too. All right. Um. Yep. Sorry for the long break, but you're back on it. We'll stay going. And yeah, that has been the Performance Academy podcast with your boy Zach and Josh.
and we'll see you guys next time. Adios. Peace.